friends, welcome back to the podcast. Last week, Dr. Lewis and I talked about integrative care for infertility. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you're going to want to go back and listen to that either before or after you start today's episode. I am going to take you deeper into the diet side for fertility today. I'm going to share with you three ways the standard American diet is making getting and staying pregnant more difficult and five simple swaps that you can start right now to help your body become more hospitable and more receptive to growing another human. Let's get started. Welcome to the Road to Living Whole podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I help people diagnosed with chronic disease figure out how to eat so you can live life again. This podcast is going to teach you my realistic approach to eating well with chronic disease plus all the lifestyle strategies that are essential to truly having the life you dream of. Need a friend to help you plan meals, navigate the complicated healthcare system, and regain confidence again? I see you, friend, and I have the answers you've been seeking. Grab your kombucha notebook, let's dive in. For some reason, people don't think that food matters. It's, they think it's just calories in and calories out. But what we are eating is literally the building blocks for our bodies. Our bodies recreate themselves all the time. Our skin cells are replaced with new skin cells every two to four weeks. Our liver is renewed every 150 to 500 days. Our stomach and intestinal walls get so much damage, I guess, that they replace them, our stomach replaces itself every five days. Our bones replace themselves every 10 years. Now, you can either replace those cells with nourished ones or malnourished ones that don't function optimally. You can have skin that is more wrinkled and discolored, or you can have skin that is plump and vibrant. You can have healthy liver cells so that the body is functionally functioning optimally, or you can have unhealthy liver cells that don't function at optimal levels and your overall health declines. You can have weaker, brittle bones, or you can have bones that are strong and dense. It all comes down to the food you choose to put in your mouth. Now, you might be asking, like, This is cool and all, but what does this have to do with fertility? Great question. If your body can barely take care of itself, its nutrition stores are depleted, and the body is experiencing high amounts of inflammation from your food, this isn't an environment conducive to growing and carrying a child to term. Your body's sole job is to keep you alive. It will not kill you to grow another human. It won't do it. So changing your diet can help that. Will it guarantee pregnancy and carrying to term? I wish that it was, but it's not a guarantee. However, if you listen to episode 17, you'll you'll know that by changing your diet, it makes it much more likely to happen. Reproductive endocrinologists can help you ovulate more, but they can't reduce inflammation, increase your nutrient stores, or reduce the stress on your body from a poor diet. They can't do that. Only you can. When diet is right, everything else works better. Ovulation meds work better. Sperm quality is better. The body has more than enough nutrition to share, so it's willing to give some of this nutrition coming in to growing a child. 
Diet is the foundation for all other things to work effectively. Pregnancy is extremely taxing on the body. Pregnancy is amazing and wonderful. I have two children, but it is very hard on your body. So let's talk about the foods that are very common in our diet today, why they are harming your health, and then we'll talk about some simple swaps that you can start doing right now to start building your health up instead of tearing it down and thus making it more hospitable and more willing to let an egg be implanted and to grow into a human. Let's talk, there are three major problems with food on our shelves today. Number one is they are full of vegetable oils. Vegetable oils are incredibly inflammatory. Now, I think it's important that we define what a vegetable oil is. So it's canola, which is also known as rapeseed, corn, cottonseed, soy, sunflower, safflower, grapeseed, and rice bran oils. They are highly processed. So they take the, the seeds, right? or the cotton or whatever, and they kind of like put it under an intense heat and get all the oils extracted from it. Then these oils, they wash with a compound called hexane, which is a known neurotoxin. And then it's this cloudy mixture that smells absolutely awful. So they bleach it so that it's clear. And then they have to deodorize it because it stinks. If you're not grossed out yet, I, I would be amazed. It's, it, it's gross, okay? So not only is it gross, but the fat that you're getting is an extremely unstable product that creates free radicals. Free radicals are unstable atoms that damage your cells. They cause illness and aging. Okay, so they are unnatural, They are washed in gross stuff. They damage our cells. And then they are also unnaturally high in omega-6 fatty acids. Now, there are three categories of omega fats. There's three sixes and nines. If you eat a diet based in natural food, minimally processed food, the ratio to these oil, to these fats, these fatty acids are one to one, typically. But in today's world, with vegetable oils, the ratios are 20 to 1, 20 omega-6 to 1 omega-3. This is incredibly inflammatory to the body, and it's completely unnatural. Now, I could talk about vegetable oils for like an hour, um, but they are bad news. So take your Crisco, take your vegetable oil, throw it in the trash right now, and your body will thank you. The second problem with our diets today is that it's extremely low in nutrients. We have a very low intake of fresh produce, minimally processed meats, and healthy fats. Now, the nutrients in our food fall into two categories, macronutrients and micronutrients. Macronutrients are proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. And if you've uh, ever tried losing weight with a trainer, they probably told you to do something with your macros. Okay, so we're talking that. And then there's also micronutrients. These are vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and fiber and all these things that our body needs to be able to function properly. And we do need all of the above, right? Most Americans today eat a high carb, low protein, and low fat diet. The carbs that are eaten 
are highly refined and devoid of nutrients. And they've been so devoid that when people started getting sick, like 50, 60, maybe 70 years ago, they had to add synthetic vitamins back in because they had removed everything to create like white bread, Wonder Bread, and all of that stuff. Most Americans eat less than one servings of a fresh fruit or vegetable in a day. Less than one. That's completely crazy, but I was in a relationship with one who that was literally his life, so I know it's a thing. It's crazy to me because I think they taste so good, but I know that there are people out there like this, and you might be one of them. Fresh produce is where you get vitamins and minerals and antioxidants, which neutralize free radicals, by the way, and fiber, which feeds the probiotics in your gut. These are these good bugs that produce neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. They produce B12, which is absolutely essential. They um, also help your body um, absorb all these nutrients that are coming in and all this other good stuff. So, you know, fresh produce just gives us everything we need to function optimally and fight disease. Now, you also get nutrients from minimally minimally (laughs) processed meats. It's so much more than amino acids. It's so much more than protein, right? So a lot of meats have trace minerals and bioavailable nutrients, including omega-3s, and vitamin A and all these other minerals that we need to function. So what am I talking about when I'm talking about minimally processed meats? I'm talking about steak. Yep, steak. Fish, chicken, chicken breast, chicken thighs, right? Bison, lamb. I'm talking about eggs. What I'm not talking about is what most people eat, which is pink slime chicken nuggets and artificially pressed together fish sticks and meat-like substances in frozen casseroles. Have you ever looked up what goes into like chicken nuggets and stuff? It's like, so if go on YouTube and look up pink slime chicken nuggets and just learn what's going into the food that you're buying, these convenience foods, and why it's not actually food, and and it'll make it easier to make the switch. Also, let's talk about healthy fats. So healthy fats are rich in vitamins A, E, D, and K2. So there's K1 and K2. K1 is in plants. K2 is in animal fats, specifically beef, okay? And There's also extra virgin olive oil, avocado, coconut, tallow, lard. We've been trained to be scared of fat. Fat makes you fat. Like if you have fat on your body and you add fat to it, then you're going to get fatter. But that's not the case. We need healthy fats. And the other bad advice that has come out is like you only need like a teaspoon. Cook only in a teaspoon of olive oil. Eat only a quarter of an avocado. Don't eat egg yolks. Like, oh my gosh. Dumbest advice ever. Nutrition studies since the 50s have shown repeatedly over and over and over again that a low-fat diet has worse health outcomes than a diet with moderate fat intake like the Mediterranean diet. Uh, Moderate fat intake is more than low-fat. Some people kind of get that confused, but um, you you need fat, period, straight up. And if you have chronic disease, chronic illness, then the quality of your food matters so much more. And in this context, a lot of times people have a hard time getting pregnant because they have PCOS 
endometriosis or they have thyroid disorders. So things are off and they're having a hard time getting pregnant. Your diet absolutely matters. You shouldn't just take metformin to lower your blood sugar if you have PCOS. And if you have endometriosis, they pretty much just throw up their hands and say, good luck. But I'm telling you, your diet matters and the quality of your food matters and the nutrient density of your food is essential. Okay. And then the last thing we need to talk about is how in America we have such a high grain intake. Oh, we, you know, in school they told us eat 9 to 11 servings of whole grains per day to be healthy. The problem with this is they never explained what a serving looks like. And I remember when I learned what that actually does look like. Somebody explained to me that in Einstein's bagel... Just one of their bagels is all 11 servings of grains for the day, according to the food pyramid. That's crazy because you think it's only two slices, so it's only two servings, right? Mm-hmm. No. So not only are we over consuming grains, right, but we are eating low quality grains that have been highly refined and all the nutrition and all the fiber and all the stuff that's good about them is removed and it just becomes this like melt in your mouth goodness right like white bread just melts in your mouth and it's so good and flavorful and you don't even have to chew it it's good but it's also in your breakfast muffins and it's in the bread in your sandwich and your crackers that you're having or the pretzels that you're eating and that pasta with dinner and that rice and you know the cookies that you're having for dessert like the amount of grains that we are actually eating is much more than than what we what science tells us that we need to eat but it's easy and we think we're being healthy and we're like oh but Marion where am I going to get my carbs if I don't get them from grains I'm so glad you asked starchy vegetables fruit legumes nuts and seeds are all great sources along with whole grains not the whole grain bread but the actual grain itself are all great ways to get your carbohydrates right when you eat a variety, then you're not you're getting more nutrients in and you're eating an anti-inflammatory diet, which is a win-win when it comes to fertility. So now that I've completely blown a hole in what you're eating and you're probably like grossed out and maybe feeling a little defeated, let's talk some simple swaps that pack in a ton of nutrition and support your body and will help your body become habitable for a baby to stick and grow. Okay. Number one. We're going to replace those processed meats, those chicken nuggets, those chicken patties, those hot dogs, those fish sticks, those frozen dinners with real meat. Okay, no more pink slime. We're going to eat and then we're going to replace it with real meat with the highest quality we can afford. If you can't afford organic, it's okay. If you have room If you move some things around and you can afford organic or pasture-raised wild-caught meats, absolutely do that. You get more bang for your buck. But I understand that it's not always possible for people, especially if you're doing fertility treatments, which are like $10,000 a pop. Let's make that $10,000 go further by doing nutrition first and making sure we're, we're really hospitable for that egg so that, you know, you need one versus like seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. All right. Make half of every meal vegetables. So let's say that you're like, "Mm, I don't know about this. Like 
whatever you're currently eating, whatever you're currently eating, I don't care if it's Taco Bell, make half of that meal vegetables. So have a salad before you have your taco, okay? Have sauteed veggies with your eggs. I don't care if it's potatoes and bell peppers, okay? And then with dinner, let's roast some veggies. And like, I understand that people think vegetables are gross. And if you've only eaten canned or frozen vegetables that are also, that are mushy, they are gross. So I get it. But vegetables actually do taste really good. There are very few vegetables that I don't like to eat. I'm not the biggest fan of butternut squash, but if it's cooked a certain way, I actually like it. But most of the time, not so much. But for the most part, I like all vegetables because I know how to make them taste good. That's the secret ingredient. That's the magic sauce. That's the pixie powder that makes everything better, right? So Preheat your oven to 400, not 375, not 350, not 450, but between 400 and 415-ish, okay? Depends on your oven. Some cook cooler, some cook hotter. Um, so I, the, the magic number I usually say is 400. And then you're going to take your vegetables, whether you can have them pre-chopped in the bag and then just chop some of them, the really big pieces down into more smaller ones so they're all kind of the same size or chop them yourself and make sure they're the same size and then get a little oil mister mist them with olive oil or coconut oil be liberal with the salt stick them in the oven for 20 to 25 minutes or until the edges start to get brown and that brownness that roasting brings out the natural sweetness in the vegetable along with still giving it a little bit of a crunch and it is so good i promise Swap number three, instead of eating out, 90% of the time, let's eat at home. You can still dine out, but let's make it a treat versus a consistent thing for a lack of planning or a lack of not knowing how to make food taste good. Perfection is not required, right? But when you cook at home, you control the ingredients. And if you don't know how to cook, I was once there. I was a very bad cook. My dad thinks it's absolutely hilarious that I have a cookbook and I have a YouTube channel and I'm a food blogger but I didn't I was a I was a terrible cook you guys and then I had to start eating healthier for my health because it was deteriorating and I wanted a good quality of life and I would follow cookbooks and I would buy the 45 ingredients and I would spend the two hours and it was bland and very disappointing, but I learned how to cook in the process. I also learned that that is not what I want to do. What is the simplest version possible of this recipe? And let's make that. And that's what I have done. And if you go to my website, roadtolivingwhole.com, and you can either on the homepage, click on the word recipes, which is in the top left corner. Or you can go to roadtolivinghole.com backslash recipe hyphen index backslash, and that'll take you to over 160 recipes that use few ingredients, and they actually taste good, and they're simple to make with relatively little hands-on time, I promise. Good food can be quick, it can be easy, it can be flavorful. You just have to know what you're doing, and you have to have the right type of guidance. Number four. We're going to swap our cooking fats, right? Vegetable oil and Crisco in the trash. So what are we replacing it with? We're replacing it with butter. We're replacing it with ghee, avocado, the fruit and the oil, coconut, the milk, fruit and flesh, egg yolks, fish. 
fish oil. We're not cooking with fish oil. You just take that in a spoon or in a capsule, okay? Nuts and seeds, and sometimes the nut and seed oils, they're still really high in omega-6s, so it can be like a flavor thing, but we don't want to use them all the time, right? Healthy fats are the building blocks for your hormones. And if you have hormone issues like PCOS, endometriosis, hypothyroid, something like that, you're trying to get pregnant, your your doctor's making you produce progesterone to lay some eggs, like you need healthy fats. You need fats that have vitamins A, E, D, and K2. You need to support your immune system and you need a functioning nervous system and you need lots of healthy fats because if you're going to grow a baby, that baby needs hormones and it needs healthy fats because your brain is like 60% cholesterol. Your nervous system is cholesterol. You need healthy fats, right? And if you're like, okay, this is completely foreign to me. I'm not quite sure about this. I have a guide. Click on the free guide in my podcast notes and download it. And it, it talks more about it. And then it gives you some ideas and strategies on how to start implementing this. You don't have to do it all at once. It's step by step. And it really gives you some a, a solid place to start. Okay. Number five, and you guys are going to love me. You can still have dessert, but let's find the healthiest, most nutrient dense version possible. You don't have to give up your cookies. You don't have to give up your ice cream. You don't have to give up your potato chips or, you know, what others say. I always forget what savory desserts are because I'm such a sweets person. If you take that stuff away in an effort to be healthy, it leaves a void. A void is like a black hole. So it's like it's just sucking everything in to try to fill it. You have to replace. You don't want to like binge eat on something unhealthy and then you feel guilty and then you're like oh my gosh I'm never gonna get pregnant because I can't do this like let's just avoid that by replacing it with the most nutrient-dense version possible again I have tons of recipes on my website but if you are like Marion like you're asking too much for me to make everything from scratch totally get it anything paleo primal raw vegan are all going to be better options and if you go to like whole foods or health food store something like that they're going to have lots look at the labels start learning what's in your food and knowing what to look for and if you're like this is too much marion can you just give me a plan i sure can but let's schedule a free consult okay if you go into the show notes it'll say schedule a consult with marion or consult with marion something like that click on that it'll take you to a link reserve a time that works for you you and i will talk about what you've got going on what your goals are and what you would like to see and i can share with you exactly how i can help that make that happen okay now in conclusion We talked about the three aspects of the American diet that are hurting your chances at fertility, which are vegetable oils, a low nutrient diet, and a diet high in in grains specifically. And then the five swaps are we're replacing our processed meats with real ones. We're making half of every every meal vegetables. That's not really a swap. It's kind of an add-in, but we're going to call it a swap. We're going to cook at home instead of dining out. We're replacing our healthy fat, our unhealthy flats with fats with healthy ones. I can't talk. And we are replacing our desserts and snacks with more nutrient dense versions. It's really very simple. And like I said, if you if you're completely overwhelmed and don't know where to start, get the guide. It's really really helpful. When it comes to fertility, what you eat matters. And it's not as hard as you think. Just know that it takes time and a little bit of effort 
and it's going to be well worth it. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.